Welcome to the latest episode of On the Sofa with therapist Sally Baker. And I'm talking today again about Love Island, all things human nature and human behavior that are showing up in series five. A lot's going on at the moment. In the 1930s, the Russian leader Stalin didn't have Photoshop, but that didn't stop him wiping traces of people he didn't like out of history. So it will be interesting to see how the conspicuous absence of Sharif is handled now that he's left the villa. <laughs> it's not even mentioned anymore. It's a pity as his leaving puts Anna in a vicarious position on the eve of two more girls joining Love Island. The producers are definitely keeping the pressure up on the contestants, alternating a new boy coming in with two new girls. So they're keeping the imbalance between the sexes. There's been a big shift amongst all the contestants in just over a week of them being together. I wasn't sure that this year's cohort was going to hold our attention for a full eight weeks. There was something about maybe the fact that a lot of them were very young, they didn't seem to have a lot of backstory, a lot of personality. Um, I really wasn't sure that they could bring much to the programme. But it has brought some unexpected insights because they are so young. It seemed that this year has gone on, it's like Love Island on steroids. It's like Love Island fast forward. It's been really fast. The developments of how people have connected or fallen out or how the public has made judgments about contestants has been, have been really quick. Um, there's been a lot of tears this time. In the very early days were tears and that's not really stopped for Lucy and it looks like there's yet more tears over her behavior and her coupling with Joe. So that doesn't augur very well for the future. It looks like she's made her choice now and she's decided to really, you know, go for Joe. But she might actually need to rethink her decision if this relationship is making her unhappy, so unhappy in the early stages. I mean, this is supposed to be the honeymoon period. And if, if it's already challenging her and putting her under pressure, something really perhaps isn't quite right with that dynamic. And it looked as though Molly May was a surefire thing for Tommy, for dear old Tommy Fury and his tea making skills. The jury is still out as she keeps harping on about the importance of conversation over just looks and maybe she'll be swayed by Danny. It's quite poignant. Of most of what she wants, Tommy Fury has. He certainly has the kind of celebrity status as well. But she's not dishonest in what she wants and she's not finding some of that importance like conversation and being able to to have a normal talk with someone she's struggling with that with tommy it's it's shifting and it's changing it tommy's trying harder perhaps tommy's never had to try very hard before but he is trying to to be able to have a bit of banter with her but at the moment i still think she could be swayed by danny Yolanda has had more of the limelight in the last couple of days, and I'm not convinced Danny isn't just going to resist his attraction to uh, Molly May and just choose Molly May. And I'm really hoping that um, Yolanda's heart's not too broken and she gets over this. It's going to be a tough position for her if Danny doesn't choose her. 
with the two new women joining the cohort. And it's fabulous to see that the hard shell that we know as Amber has finally started to melt to show her shy and quite vulnerable personality. She was clearly all about keeping people at arm's length by keeping herself, like you said, underneath this hard exterior shell. And Michael has worked really hard, really attentively to get through to her. And he, he stuck at it. He didn't get a lot of encouragement, but he really has stuck at it. And it's becoming good now for him. She seems to really like him and he seems to genuinely like her. So hopefully they're going to get on now and that hard carapace can fall away and she can just be a bit more relaxed and a bit more vulnerable a bit and go for a connection more. Um, Tommy Fury is struggling having so many good looking boy competitors in the villa with him. Again, this comes back to the Molly May thing. It looks like he's not used to having to pitch and compete for female attention. And I was thinking the other day, if Molly May actually did choose Danny over him, he might just throw in the towel and say, you know what, this is not for me and just want to go home. But now that the new girls are arriving tonight, that will change and the whole dynamic of the villa will change. So we'll have to see whether they look extremely beautiful. Tommy likes extremely beautiful women. Um, so he may have his head turned. Molly May just might just go for Danny and it could all be a done deal and work out fine. But whew, tonight's going to be interesting. So do contestants enter the villa to really find true love or are they cynically seeking fame and fortune? Mm, I would say statistically, the odds are better on Tinder than they are on Love Island. Hardly any couples survive the whole journey through the, through the villa, you know, staying the eight weeks, staying as a couple for, and coming out the other side. And then only one couple per year can be voted as winners. And then we know that the attrition rate, the fallout rate of couples after the Love Island has finished and they're back in the real world is really high. It puts new couples under immense amount of pressure to do that switch from you go from an environment where there's only just well, 12 hours a day to just kind of hang out and relax with each other to all of the pressures that they're thrown into. So I don't think anyone seriously looking for love would say, Oh, you know what? I'm seriously looking for love. I'm going to commit to going on love Island. I think now, especially as the producers have chosen more contestants this year who already have a much more um, solid social media following than ever before. I think the thinking behind that was that they wanted contestants who were more experienced about the dark side of social media, who would have more resilience when they came out to deal with the pressures of social media. But it's also meant that um, it, they're a bit more cynical, I think. Also, the producers have chosen a couple of siblings of already famous people. So, you know, Curtis's brother, AJ, he's famous already. Tommy's brother, um, the, the boxer, type, I can't remember his name, Fury. So there have been around people who have experienced fame, who've experienced gossip, who've experienced controversy. And if they haven't had it firsthand themselves, they've witnessed it. So again, I think the producer's thinking was, we don't want to just throw completely inexperienced people into this maelstrom, into this storm. We want people who've got some more experience and they can 
be a bit more Teflon, be a bit more nonstick, not be so vulnerable. But it does mean that they are um, a bit more knowing. And it's hard to be completely innocent by series five. Anyone who enters now who's going to have seen the series and seen how it, it plays out, there can't be any more innocence left with Love Island's intake. Everyone knows now the earning potential and the career opportunities. So that's much more likely to be the driving force. They could almost drop now the idea that this is a, an opportunity to find true love. I don't think it stands up. Um, and does that make for captivating television? Does that, the idea that these are more cynical, more knowing contestants, does that make for really compelling television? There's, there's still a lot to like about them. There's still vulnerability there to see amongst all of them. And a lot has happened in the eight or nine days that they've been in the villa. And we've still got eight weeks to go. So the jury is definitely out. Quoting Curtis, a day here is like a week some in real life. And sometimes that week can just feel like a lifetime. It really does feel like Love Island's on fast forward this year. Stay tuned, come again. I'll do another podcast soon and we'll catch up and see what else is happening. Until then, this is Sally Baker on the sofa and be back in touch. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.